Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. Lawyers work for business people, and business people do not go to work as attorneys because their time and ideas are more valuable than doing that. And lawyers solve the problems of others, and the people who have problems hire attorneys. Attorneys are energized by helping others solve their legal problems. So this last portion is about how to know if you should start a business. As I, And I want to be very clear that a lot of what I've said so far is negative, but in my opinion, there's definitely lots of attorneys who definitely should start a business. And just because your law school doesn't train you to start a business or support you necessarily in do, doing so, this doesn't mean that it's not something you should do. Again, there's a lot of people in the legal profession that really are already entrepreneurs. Even though I've said a lot of things about how being an attorney may not necessarily be entrepreneurial, it actually is. It's one of the coolest businesses there freaking is for being an entrepreneur. I, I was reading yesterday that, if you can believe it, doctors aren't allowed to own hospitals. But lawyers, of course, are allowed to own law firms. And being a law firm, by the way, being a partner in a law firm is about the most entrepreneurial of all endeavors possible. Uh, the reason is because you have business. And so a law firm, you bring in your own business as a partner, and your job is to basically, it's like a franchise, but you have to go out and get business and bring it in. And then you have to, and then the law firm, you're paying to supervise everything and uh, to bring in associates and to provide you know, overhead and things. And then you're, you're, you're basically running a business when you're partnering a law firm and you have your own kind of small business, which is no one ever thinks about it that way. They're like, oh, the hours are horrible. This is such a, but no, you're actually learning a skill to become, to run your own business later. And, uh, and partners in law firms are expected to bring in business, to maintain their business, to grow their business, to manage their business. It's just, it's not the typical entrepreneurial type of job. But it is an entrepreneurial job. So if you are unhappy being an attorney because you have business things and things, this running your own business is something you can do later in exchange for 50, 80 percent of the money your, your clients are giving, paying for your services. The law firm is going to provide an office, brand support, secretaries and computers, phones, associates and all sorts of other things. It's a pretty good deal. You can make a lot of money. And if you if your skill is practicing law then that's great. And if you don't like that arrangement, the quality of support the law firm's giving you, and most importantly, and you don't like that, and how much you have to pay for the support, meaning the law, if the law firm's taking 80% of your money and you think they should only be giving you taking 70, then you can leave firms. And this is what partners do. You can switch firms, you can take your business elsewhere. And if you don't like it, I want to be just want to give you the idea so you can think about it as becoming a partner, why that's like a business. The, once you become a partner in a law firm and you have business, essentially the, the business is this. If you have a million dollars a year, or let's say you have two million and the law firm is paying you one million, that means that they're taking 50% of the money you bring in. There are law firms that will pay you 1.5 million if you have two million, but you're going to get a different level of associates, a different brand and everything. There are law firms that will pay you only 800,000 or 600 if you have 2 million. Just, but this is the arrangement. So you're, as a law firm partner, you're basically under trying to maximize the, your revenue that you're going to realize from your clients and based on the amount of business that you have and that the law firm will help you generate. Again, partners with business often enjoy what they do much more than associates in house counsel and partners without business because you can control your destiny and you don't need to take abuse from anyone. You can move. It's very easy for partners to move. If you have business as a partner, you could, I've seen partners that 
have moved firms every two years. I don't like to talk about it, but for decades because they get to one firm. Anyway, I don't know why they do that, but you can, and it's fine. And you can practice into your 80s as an attorney because you're selling your mind. It's not like you're doing, you have, and the business is predictable. It's the same business over and over again. And there's a lot of criticism of the legal profession. I'm one of the first to level them. But again, once you get a decent sized book of business, it's pretty freaking awesome. And I'm just telling you, it's if you enjoy the work and you don't want to have to come up with ideas and do all the sorts of things, it's pretty great. And you can also start your own firm. This is another business that attorneys do. Again, I've talked to you today and uh, about some of these people that do these things like personal injury law and stuff and how well they can do financially and how happy they are doing it. And I've been amazed how well you can do. I know attorneys, some of them making millions of dollars a year, you can just do very well. And if you like practicing law and you're comfortable with marketing, getting yourself out there and you have a thick skin and are not afraid to fail, starting a law firm can be a really very good decision. Uh, and you may not share the wealth within what you may have to share the wealth with new partners that join you. It's still not uncommon for a lot of small law firms to have lots of profits, millions and millions of dollars. So you can, that's a business. That's an entrepreneurial activity is starting a law firm. And most of these law firms that are started, they a lot of times they'll break off of big firms and they'll be like, we do things differently. We're the younger, hipper, or we've got more uh, better diversity or better whatever. They'll have all sorts of pitches that they give or we, we don't believe in hierarchies. And it's always been the same stuff, by the way, for the past 50 plus years that new firms say. It's just one, but you can have your own firm. Uh, ideal business. Think about this. All you're selling is your mind. What a freaking awesome business and your understanding of something you've been doing. You need to do so out of an office or you can do it remotely. You just need computers. The cost of producing the service is almost zero. You can sit down and charge all this money. I, I certainly, I do consulting, but when I do consulting, I have to sit here and talk like I'm doing right now. I mean, like as an attorney, you can just sit down and read something and get paid. It's awesome. Or write something, which is even fun. So it's great. And there's a huge barrier to entering the legal profession. There, there's and That's one of the other reasons why it's a great business. You need a license to enter the business. Not everyone has a like can get a license. You have to take a test and you have to go to school to get this license. So this is a good business, guys and girls. It's a great business. You have to get a license then. And then you need to get trained by someone. So if you're in a law firm and you're young, you're getting trained in in a business, you're getting business, you're getting business training. What the hell? How awesome is that? And then you're getting contacts and learning people in the, and so you have the ability, uh, there's a huge barrier to entry to any practice area. So in the practice area, there's a huge barrier of entry to becoming an attorney. And, uh, and so my advice to you is if you're thinking about starting some business, like some ice cream franchise, I saw one guy start a diaper chain in Russia called Yankee Baby, which is very funny that failed. He was a partner, I think, from before he did that, a Baker McKenzie. And I think I placed him at Preston Gates. It's very rare to, which is now Kano Gates. But you know, but the point is that you can, this is a business, man. This is, you know, that's what, you know, and these are good businesses because the product doesn't cost anything. It's just your mind. It's always there and you can keep it going to your 80s. And it's a huge, the legal field's huge. And that's why there's so many law firms. There's law firms, there's lawyers crawling out of the street. You can go down any street in America, in any suburb, and there's probably lot lawyers living out of there. I always like to say that litigators are crawling out of the walls. There's so many of them, but it's a business and they're there and there's, there's work. If you don't like practicing law though, which a lot of people don't, uh, and you don't find reading, arguing, or transactions and documents interesting, which 
You may not. It may make you very unhappy. And if you're really unhappy with the work and not just what it represents. So some people just think, oh, I shouldn't be working for big corporations. This is horrible. That's not saying you don't like the work. That's saying you got other issues. But if you really don't like the work, then you should and maybe be thinking about doing something besides practicing law. And and that's what I'm going to talk about right now. Quitting the practice of law could be if you're not fit for it and you want to do something else, could be, or you're more entrepreneurial, could be, it's like ending a bad relationship, but it's toxic. If you're with someone, you know you're not going to marry them, you're not excited to see them, and you realize being with them is not right for you, then you should get out. I've had that experience before when I was younger, I guess in my college and things like that, where I was in these relationships, and I just was like, I know it's not going to work out. It's literally... I remember with girls, it's it's not a personal story, but I remember I was in the airport and saying goodbye to her or something. And I wanted to literally run because I just was like, this is not, so if you feel that way about practicing law, like you want to run, that's not good. It's not good for any relationship. And if you're really unhappy about practicing law and not just the firm you're at, um, then you should get out and you need to, and you need to know, but you have to know it's not going to work for you. You just have to know it instinctively. You have to feel in your heart. So when I became into this business that I'm doing now, I just knew in my heart I was going to do it. I loved it. I couldn't think of a better way to, but you have to feel, and practicing law has to make you unhappy. And, and if you if you don't like practicing law, by the way, in most instances, not all, the, the change of venue isn't going to make much of a difference. Maybe becoming an academic will, that's different, but going in-house or changing practice areas or firms. If you really don't like the type of work practicing law, it's not going to make a difference. So when I was practicing law, like even though I was doing it, I would spend more time, spend large portions of my day thinking about how fun it would be to be doing uh, commercial asphalt work, literally ordering books on Amazon when it was new, talking to what the heck? It doesn't make any sense. But that's what it's like when you're entrepreneurial. And But there has to be something about the work that you detest and that you believe limits you. So if the idea of being a partner in a law firm or having your own law firm doesn't excite you, then this is what you, what you need to think about your own business. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. And this, by the way, this is a very important part of this webinar because if I'm talking to you right now and you're thinking this way, then this is very important. These are very big decisions you need to make, but you need to believe that because you're walking away from something that you can't change this decision. You need to believe that you're, that you're never going to like practicing law the same way you might feel about a food you'll never like. And, and this is really the best way to know if you're never going to practice law. Just like the idea of me running away from a girl I didn't like anymore in an airport. I don't know why I wanted to run, but um, I mean, that's not right. But yeah, this is, by the way, there are so many opportunities in the business world. It's insane. You have so many opportunities if you want to get into business. I could talk about business all day long. I was, I'll tell you one funny story. This is just an aside that I was, and this is, and this is one of my favorite stories. I had, when I used to do this asphalt work, I would go around in this city called Gross Point in Michigan. And I was at the business doing asphalt work for this asphalt servicing. And, and one day, one of the biggest houses in Gross Point 
and nicest houses, like on the lake with a pool and all this stuff. Grosse Point used to be one of the richest communities in the world because it was where everyone from the automobile industry and stuff. This was, think about a very nice house. So I went to this guy, I was like, wow, how did you, what did you do? Because I always would talk to these business people and I was like, and the guy would always be walking around in a bathrobe with his wife and everybody sitting by the pool and smoking cigars. And, and he said, he told me about his business and his business essentially was he washed all the windows in this city, Gross Point, and basically would get these people out washing windows and charge back down, I don't know, a couple hundred, two or three hundred dollars a house. And he would send these crews out and each one of them would bring in a couple thousand dollars a day or a thousand or whatever in revenue and he would pay them minimum wage. So each he'd have five or six crews and they'd go out washing windows all day and making him, I don't know, $10,000 a day. You have to wash windows in the winter and then you have to wash them in, I mean, in the spring and then you have to wash them again in the fall. And so it was a good business. And and the guy had been a, a banker, like he'd been a banker and gone to business school and everything. And and here he was running a window washing company, but living in the in one little community and living in the and happy and, and living in the biggest one of the biggest houses in Gross Point, which is used to be the richest community in the world. So it means one of the richest. So the idea you can make money in business doing all sorts of things. It doesn't matter if you have a degree. It doesn't matter what you do. You don't need to even go to college. Again, this is washing windows. I've seen people do really well running restaurants. I in LA, there's people that have restaurants that make one to two million dollars in profit a year. Woo! Like really that's a hard business, but these are just people that start restaurants that have a skill doing that. They know how to organize, I don't know, they know it. Millions of dollars a year. And when I was practicing law, I had this funny experience. I was writing a letter or something for this guy and he was suing someone and or wanted to sue someone. And this guy had just gone over to China to some trade show and saw this cute little doll that he liked and said, oh, let's put some, do something with it or some, I don't know, a toy or something. Or I don't know what it was, the toy, but it was a, some sort of toy. Maybe it wasn't a doll. I don't know. What, I think it was a toy. But anyway, he'd done some things to it and he imported a bunch of them, made over $100 million in one year, just importing a toy. Wow. Think about this. Wow. So there's just so many opportunities you can do in the business world that if you take advantage of the business interests you. And uh, and again, the attorneys that do the best, typically when they start businesses, were consumed by business ideas when they were practicing law. They always dreamed about all these different types of businesses. They would talk to people and obviously clearly not the sort of people that should be practicing law. They felt naturally drawn to business and dreamed about starting and growing their own businesses. When they spoke about business, they became energized and they would pop up, their eyes would light up and they would be excited. And then when talking about practicing law, they just got depressed and their, their head went down. So think about your what excites you. That's what you should think about. And, and if you're more drawn to business and practicing law, then it's probably something you should be doing. Why, why would you waste your life and time being unhappy doing something that you don't like? And if you see opportunity where others see obstacles and you really believe it, then you should be going into business. And if you're optimistic about all the opportunities out there and see uh, more opportunities and for yourself as an attorney, then you should probably be a business person. Now, I'm going to say something right now that is not very nice, and and it's upsetting, and it's probably going to get me in trouble with some people. But I'm going to say it anyway because I think it's I think it's important to understand. When you're an attorney, you're selling your mind. And so there are certain practice areas where you're selling different types of skills. And in your, in, I keep coming back to personal injury, but if you're in personal injury, you're selling 
you're not necessarily selling your idea of being a great writer and things you're, you are, but you're really selling your, your ability to people and to be charming and get clients and market yourself and then convince juries and to settle. These are different skills. They don't require a lot of intelligence and it's a different type of intelligence. There's social intelligence, there's academic intelligence. So I'm not, and again, some people that are one are not the other. It's not, doesn't say anything. But if you're trying to practice law in a big law firm, and you know that and you're selling your mind like people are always oh i want to work in a big law firm i want to do this fine and if you want to work in the best and they want to work in the best law firm the better but you're competing against your again like certain people have can run a if you're a runner and you're naturally can run a four minute mile and you're competing against to be a good runner and then you and then you can only run a five minute mile like you only have that much horsepower like it's probably not a good idea for you to be compete, trying to compete to run a four-minute mile on a team that does nothing but that because you're never going to be able to do it as well as them. If I was to go into a firm with a bunch of Supreme Court clerks and try to compete with them, I wouldn't be up to the mark because I'm probably not smart enough in that way. And it's not to say I'm not smart, but I'm just not. And so you need to be very careful. If you're selling your mind and you're putting yourself into competition with people, you better be, probably want to be one of the smarter people out there in the room. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. And if you're not, you can still do it, but it's dangerous. Just think about it. If you're not the fastest runner, you're going to be, it's, you're, you probably don't want to be a team. So you need to put yourself into competition with people that where you can excel. So that means being in the right practice area. It means being in the right practice setting. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with not being the smartest person in the room, but that's dangerous because that's what you're competing against. And and you just have to think about this. If people are, if you're constantly in litigation, you're constantly losing because other people are coming up with better ideas. Maybe think about this thing. I'm just, again, I'm not telling you there's anything wrong with this, but I'm just telling you that you need to, you want to compete with what you're best at and that, and you want to use your skills in the most effective way, because if you don't, you're going to be unhappy and, or you're never going to reach your full potential. And I just, I'm, I care about you. And that's why I'm telling you that because I think it's important and I respect everyone that's listening to this and watching this because I know how hard it is to be an attorney. Again, if you're more interested in making things happen, then you should probably be a business person or an entrepreneur as opposed to an attorney. I'm just, again, I'm not bragging here. I'm just saying when I was an asphalt contractor, I used to never leave my house. I think by the time I was in 22 years old, or I wouldn't leave my house unless I was going to make over $5,000 a day. Again, I was making money and having fun, but there was an academic side of me that told me, oh, I should go to law school. I should do this. And, and that's a lot of money to be making at that sort of age. That would probably be like 
10,000 now. And again, I told the story earlier, but people are like, why would you go to law school when you can just hire attorneys if you need to? And their idea was that, and this is the way people that aren't attorneys think, is that they think that, especially successful ones, they think that attorneys are there for people who are out there doing things. Do you think Peter Thiel's an attorney? He went to Stanford Law School. Do you think that he wants to practice law? No, he has attorneys working for him. So it's just how it works. The ideas that that business people think is that lawyers work for business people and business people do not go to work as attorneys because their time and ideas are more valuable than doing that. Again, I'm not trying to upset anybody, but that's just how it is. And, And I never understood the distinction. I never understood why people were saying, oh, you're so stupid going to law school. You're dumb. Like, why are you doing this? And again, like when I did that, like, boom, like everything stopped. All these people that were these entrepreneurs and stuff that were my friends, it's all, they were like went away. And then I think they saw me change and become, but, and then going to law school, of course, is not necessarily the funnest thing. There's a lot of depression in terms of grades and I'm glad I did it. I think it's a great thing, but I'm just telling you how business people think. Um, and lawyers solve the problems of others, and the people who have problems hire attorneys. And this is very important. So this is another point that I just want to bring to your attention about how to know if you should be practicing law or not. Attorneys are energized by helping others solve their legal problems. Energized. So if someone tells you their legal problem, you should be excited. You should want to solve it. You should know a solution. You should feel fired up to come up with a solution. This is how a good attorney thinks. You should be very excited. It should not be about you. It's about being excited about solving someone else's legal problem. So I want to be very clear about this. I want to say it again because I want to make sure you understand. And you should write this down because it's that important. Attorneys are energized by helping others solve their legal problems. You should be excited about it. This is how attorneys are servants to other people. This is just the job. This is you're helping someone with a problem. And that should be what gets you excited. You should, if you're not excited by that, there's something wrong. Now, you may be in the wrong practice area and help want to help business people as opposed to do document deals and things if you're a litigator, but you need to be energized by helping other people problem, solve their problems. If you're not, something is very wrong and you're probably in the wrong profession. So I just want to make sure you understand that because if you're not energized by helping other people solve their problems, that's a problem. That should get you excited. You should be fired up to give advice, to be sought out for your advice, to help them to come up with elegant solutions. This should be something that motivates you. And if it's not, or if someone's injured to get behind them and their problems or to help someone through a divorce or to help them get their immigration petitions, whatever. But and the opposite of that is business people are energized by coming up with new products or services and ways of doing things that help people in different ways. And attorneys, business people create things and then attorneys help solve the problems basically that the business person creates. So just think about that. Business person creates products and services. Along the way, problems are created, meaning lawsuits and bad products and things that need to be patented and everything. And attorneys are stepping in and being like, I can help. I can fix that. I can do this. I can do that. But the entrepreneur is making all these mistakes and things along the way and creating problems. And this is the fundamental difference. You're either, now you could argue you could be both. That's fine. But For the most part, you're either one or the other. You're the person that cleans up problems and helps people solve them, which is the entrepreneur, 
or you're the person that creates new things and creates problems. I'm not the entrepreneur, but the attorney, and then the opposite would be the entrepreneur. Before you ever leave the practice of law or stay practicing, if you're unhappy, you better know, really, you really need to know what side you're on. And that's it. And it's as simple as that. You need to know what side you're on. And and I don't know how else to tell you whether you should quit the practice of law and start a business or not, uh, other than to tell you that. So these are the kind of inclusions, real quick, and we'll just wrap this up and then I'll help. But despite the fact uh, that attorneys do not make good business people, most attorneys probably could be good business people if they started earlier rather than later. I know lots of attorneys that I think would probably be much better at business people than practicing law, but never will be because they never make the switch. So you should make the switch to becoming a business person or something sooner rather than later. Again, I gave you the, I want to keep coming back to this example and I just want to make sure you understand it because it's this is extremely important. If you're trying to work in a big law firm and you're surrounded by people that are smarter than you. And again, I'm not trying to be, this is not a eugenics lecture. It's not. But if you're surrounded by people that are smarter than you and figure things out quickly or are better, that's fine. So maybe you need to be in another practice area or something because there's a place for everyone in the practice of law. That's what's so nice about it. You don't have to be the smartest in every practice area. But if that's the case, let me just be very clear. And if you have an entrepreneurial bent, some of the most successful businesses out there are started by people that never passed the bar, that went to law school, or, and they're in dumb things. Like this guy knows credit card processing, which is not a dumb thing, but you can, there are so many opportunities, window washing. I'm not saying that you need to be a window washer, but I'm just telling you that why are you fighting this like upward battle like with yourself, trying to do something where you're competing against people that are smarter than you or that are harder working and you're getting all this negative feedback? Is that really a good life? I don't know. I'm just telling you. I know one guy that decided during COVID he was going to start a, a chain of drive-up COVID centers or something to do these tests and made millions of dollars. Wow. Again, this is a guy that not smart, just never flunked out of college. You can do all sorts of things. If you're holding on to the practice lobby because you think that you need to be someone that you're not, or you care about what other people think of you, or but you have to realize there's a lot of things you can do and, and you need to be very careful. And I think one of the biggest curses of the legal profession, and it is a curse, is that a lot of times people will make too much money too early and you'll come out of law school and you'll make 200 plus thousand dollars a year very quickly, maybe more. And you, of course, are very attractive as a provider. So you'll quickly get a family, you'll and uh, you'll get a house, cars, and, and you'll start relying on this income. And, and obviously, you're, that's great, but you won't save money, which most attorneys say you may, but, but you'll start becoming risk averse. You'll just and this is what attorneys do. I'm just telling you. And but then at some point when you've done all this, you you realize you know that even though you got all these things, the car you always wanted, the house, the life, the significant other maybe or or whatever, you may realize you don't like what you're doing. But you can't get out because you just can't do anything else because you have too many people dependent on you. You have or you you have to pay a mortgage or you have to. I don't know, your kids to support all of a sudden, and then you're not happy doing the job you're doing. My point to you is that if you are interested in business and you really feel that that pull towards it, the time to start is now, not later, now. And But knowing that once you do leave, the legal world's probably never going to welcome you back, and you're going to have a very hard time returning if you fail in business. So there's a talk every week. I tell everyone on the webinar to read the book, Think and Grow Rich. 
do a search for, if you want to, don't have to pay for the book, just do a search for Think and Grow Rich Harrison Barnes and you'll see the the book will come up because I, it's out of print, not out of print, but the copyright's expired. So I just put it on my website for free. But there's a story in that book where they say, where people are, uh, where the story of burning the ship. So this, I don't know was what it was, but the story is basically someone's going to fight a, a war or something and they only have 500 soldiers and the opponents have 520,000 or 10,000. I don't know what the number is, but something's like that. And so the general decides when they get to the, where they're going to fight, they, they burn all the ships because they know if they don't burn the ships that everyone's going to retreat because they're so outmatched. They burn the ships and of course the 500 people beat the 10,000 or whatever the number is. So if you leave the practice law, just realize you, you got to burn the ships. You should have no other option than to, to go back. And then you need to be very sure of yourself. And, and really make sure that's what you want to do. But if you do, it's going to be, and if you are cut out to be an entrepreneur and to do something like that, it's going to be probably the best decision you'll ever make. All right, I will we'll have someone come and put the uh, PowerPoint up and then, uh, not the PowerPoint, the Word, a Word document that I use for questions and then any questions anyone has, I will take them right now. So. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.